What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Route Runners podcast. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Shrieker. And we got another special guest here today, one of my friends from home, uh, Andrew Reedy. What's up? Uh, hey, guys. Uh, nice to be on this prestigious podcast. Of course. Hey, so, thanks for calling it that. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew is actually a uh, Jacksonville Jaguars fan. So do you want to tell the audience about the pain that you go through each and every Sunday and how you became a Jaguars fan? Yeah. First, I just want to say uh, really the highlight of my season is the NFL draft every season. <laughs> there's no there's no focus on the regular season because, you know, it's not going to go well. But, you know, if you're at the bottom, there's only one way to go, and that's up. So uh, I used to be a Giants fan. I know there's a lot of Giants fans back home here. I think I think they're worse than Cowboys fans. They're more delusional than Cowboys fans. Every year, every year they come in with this hope. We're making the playoffs. We're making the playoffs. Kenny Galladay is going to be a pro bowler. <laughs> and then uh, every season, they uh, what are they? They have five wins maybe? Four, Four wins this season? Four wins? Yeah, that seems about right. Move on from Daniel Jones. Um, they're not going to. I know. Another mistake. That's why I had to leave the franchise. And that's why I spun a wheel. You know, yeah, uh, at, at first, I landed on the Arizona Cardinals which in hindsight, looking back, would have been way better. I forgot that about was, that. That was when they were the worst team in the league and they had the number one pick. And I didn't think Kyler Murray was going to be great. And all of you said, spin the wheel again. And, <laughs> and I landed on the Jaguars instead. And then everyone was like, they were, they were in the AFC Championship last year. And uh, yeah, it went all downhill from there. But, you know, we're striving for greatness. We got a great quarterback in the making. We're going to keep going. We're going to get a new head coach. Hopefully, uh, either maybe Doug Peterson, I would like, won a Super Bowl. You'd like that? Yes, I would. Hey, I just want to come out and say I was uh, rooting for you guys heavily last week against the Jets. I was praying you guys would win. I saw that last fourth quarter, and Trevor Lawrence got you guys down the field, and then. Yeah, some bad bad play calling in the red zone. Yeah. Um, inside the five, I'll, I'll touch on that later. Since I was present at the game. Oh dang! Yeah. How How do you feel about that grounding call? I think it was like there was like five minutes left, and like Zach Wilson, like I think it was like, I know like they um, wanted it to be grounding, but then like they didn't call it. And yeah, he was actually being tackled. Like he was slow to go down, and he yeah. was in the pocket, and he threw the ball, and it hit one of our D linemen like five yards away, like almost in the balls. And no receiver in sight, and yet uh, somehow it didn't get called. That's that's the NFL refs these days. They're they're really bad at their jobs. But uh, so let's head into the news of the week. The Jaguars in their coach search is obviously something big because Black Monday is almost here, where all the coaches get fired, and it's going to be interesting to see. But obviously, the Jags Wait, have already you, fired their coach in Urban Meyer. Will that be next week? Since it's, there's two uh, weeks of football left until the playoffs. Right. So it's right after the regular season is when Black Monday starts. So it's in two weeks. Oh, okay. uh, we got We got some important players that are going to be having season-ending uh, surgery for two teams that are trying to make the playoffs, Adam Thielen and Darren Waller. I think it's a lot more important for the Raiders that Darren Waller's gone. Obviously, me being a Vikings fan. Uh, it sucks that Adam Thielen's not going to be there, but the odds of the Vikings actually getting into that final spot are very low. And the Vikings have still won games without Adam Thielen, whereas I feel like the Raiders have just been significantly worse, at least on offense without Waller. And they have a much better chance to get into their final spot with Waller than without him. I mean, yeah, they're feeding Renfro the ball a lot. And it's they look like a team that's just going to get by for now. I mean, that's all they can really do. So... Yeah, I mean, they they have a tough one up against the Colts, but now Carson Wentz, another news of the week, Carson Wentz uh, has COVID and he's unvaccinated, so he will be missing this week's game against the Raiders. So the Raiders lose Waller, even though they haven't had him for really the second half of the season at all, and the Colts lose their starting quarterback in Carson Wentz. So that's, that's going to be an interesting game now, especially for playoff position, because the Colts are trying to potentially win that division. And the Raiders are trying to sneak into one of those last few spots. You know, uh, it's actually not too bad for the Colts, in my opinion. I was at the Colts-Jags game earlier this season, 
and many of the fans dislike Carson Wentz. They actually do. And good thing you have Jonathan Taylor to hand the ball off to and think he could get you a win on his own. But uh, they really, the Colts fans really hate when Carson Wentz throws a ball with his left hand. He did that? Four times. Huh. I did not know that. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably not going to be starting this week. We're going to see the second ever appearance of Trey Lance starting for the 49ers. Do you guys think this is going to be an improvement? Or where do you guys stand on the Niners quarterback situation? I think it's going to be funny because Davis Mills has been pretty consistent these past couple of weeks. And then now you're throwing Trey, Trey Lance into this thing. And I feel like Davis is going to outproduce him and outperform him this week. He has uh, the arsenal. He has the arsenal to like fight, like to like destroy the Texans. But I just don't see it happening. I mean, obviously, if you're a Niners fan, you're upset. Jimmy G's been getting them wins. Trey Lance, when he played, didn't. Uh, when Trey Lance played, all he did was try and run the ball all game. Didn't get him exactly. much. So uh, I think you know. Jimmy's actually was in a real groove, you know, found, you know, with Debo in the backfield really helped out. And he besides the last tried game. with George Kittle. Yeah. Besides the last game. Yeah. I mean, it is the Texans. The last time that Trey Lance started, it was against Arizona, which it was at the time that Arizona's good. That was good. And now that he's going up against Houston, even though Davis Mills is on sort of like a hot streak of his own, um, it's just not great for the Niners to have to switch quarterbacks in the time that they're trying to fight for a playoff spot, but we'll obviously see what happens. Yeah. Speaking uh, on that playoff spot though, I mean, this could be detrimental to their playoff hopes. Mm-hmm. A big loss San this Fran? week. Yeah, yeah. For San Fran being the six right now, I believe they have the same record as the Eagles who have a pretty good matchup against Washington this week. Mm-hmm. Saying right there, that win alone pushes them down to the seven and then uh, the seeds just outside the playoffs in the hunt could make a run also. So, I think the Niners are easily better than all those other teams that are there. But, yeah, it would definitely be interesting if they lose this week against Houston. Maybe, fair, maybe Houston's, Houston could just be a team, yeah, to ruin playoff chances for teams that are trying to get into one of those last few spots, just like they did to the Chargers. They have nothing to lose there, and that's what makes them even more deadlier. Yep. Uh, everyone on the podcast that has been on it, the, the host of it, we're all in college and we're all like young, so we never really got to appreciate John Madden as an actual uh, broadcaster or, or an actual coach or whatever. But obviously, RIP John Madden, that was a pretty big deal that happened last night. But we don't really get to appreciate it, or not appreciate it, but we don't really get to, I guess, mourn would be the right word as much as maybe some other people that are have been into football longer and are older. But obviously, rest in peace to John Madden. Yeah, obviously, I think for like in our generation, his biggest uh, impact has just been through his influence through the Madden games. But I mean, after seeing some highlights of him commentating, it really is just fascinating to see like how great of a coach he he was, how great of a commentator he was too. I mean the the actual game of Madden. If John Madden was actually like as good of a commentator and coach as everyone says he is, which I'm sure he was then the game of Madden is an actual disgrace to him because the game fucking sucks. But that's fine. Anyway. I mean, early on, the game was pretty pretty fun. I guess. But it it is not improved. It is not improved with time. Yeah. Uh, so since Andrew's on the podcast and rookie quarterbacks are uh, a big thing in his life and a big thing with pretty much the Jaguars all the time, we wanted to do uh, a rookie quarterback show. We don't really... You know, usually when we talk about the Jaguars or the Bears or the Jets teams that have rookie quarterbacks, we kind of just brush over the fact that the team just sucks. But, it, you know, it's, it's almost been the whole year. We, we get pretty much a year sample size of a lot of these guys. So, uh, Andrew, why don't you go with who you got at number one, the best rookie quarterback from the 2021 draft class? You know, I'm not, at the, towards the beginning of the season, you know, I had to stand up for my boy Trev. But uh, eventually – I had to take the side of Mac Jones. So, obviously, Mac Jones, the most successful rookie quarterback record-wise, up at the number one. I mean, it's not – he's not as far up as people think. He has 
one of the best situations for a quarterback, definitely for the rookie quarterbacks in the league. He's got one of probably the best defense in the NFL. He's got a great run game that's pretty much carrying him. You know, his turnovers have gone up recently. The completion percentage has gone down, but he's a pretty efficient player. Oh, best coach ever. So best coach ever, best defense right now, and a, one of the top run games. You know, they don't have star running running backs, but, you know, they're picking up a lot of yards, and a lot of his plays come from, you know, screen plays and check downs yeah. to the running backs. So, I mean, he's still the best rookie quarterback, in my opinion, but I don't think – I think if you, if you put Matt Jones in Jacksonville, he would not do it. Like, he would do worse than Trevor's doing. So that's my I opinion. think that's a that's a fair statement. I, I agree. I, I I also have Matt Jones at one. I definitely think that there's obviously a lot more that Matt Jones has that guys like Trevor and Justin Fields may not. But he also really doesn't have great receivers. Like Jacoby Myers is probably his best weapon. Hunter Henry's a good red zone threat. They have a good running game. But like when it comes down to when like this guy has to win games or he they need a good drive. He's kind of making it happen by himself. He led the Patriots in the comeback against the Colts. Obviously, they still lost, but he brought them back in the fourth quarter. The game against Dallas early on in the year, he played really, really well, and he he doesn't have a whole lot of weapons to work with. So I got to applaud Mac Jones for persevering a lot. Again, he has a lot going for him. He's a great offensive line, great running back, great defense, all that Andrew said. But his lack of weapons, and I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence and those guys don't have a lack of weapons. I'm not saying that those guys don't have a lack of weapons, but I I just, like, Mac Jones is also winning games. Like, they are, what are they now, nine and, or they're ten and five? Like, winning ten games as a rookie quarterback, Uh, I don't care what team you're on, that's that's really impressive. Right, nine and six, I think nine and six, because they fell to the sixth seed now in the playoffs. I remember when all the Patriots fans thought they were going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Now they're down to six. I mean, that's a good point you make about not having a, a lot of weapons. I live with the Patriots fans, so I actually see a lot of the, the Patriots, and I see a lot of Mac Jones. Um, I mean, he's really he is accurate. I mean, for not for having low caliber receivers, they actually do manage to get open, and they don't drop the ball. So I'll give him that. I mean, I think you know they they spread the ball a lot too. They run the ball up, but they spread the ball. I mean, you never see. You see Jacoby Myers maybe getting five catches a game. Kendrick Bourne got more as the season went on. I mean, John New Smith's not really there now, but in the beginning, he had two capable tight ends in the offense. So, another another thing about yeah, they are nine and six. You're right. Another thing that I didn't realize is that, which I think a lot it speaks to Mac Jones a lot. They're six and one away, uh, in away games this year. So he's you know he's going into a lot of these tough environments, and he's getting it done on the road. He's not letting all that pressure get to him, and that's. Again, for a rookie, that's very rare to see. And for them to be 9-6, and six, that's again, that's very rare to see. Again, I know he's in a good situation. You can say that a million times. But the fact that he's in seven games on the road has won six of them. And if Jonathan Taylor doesn't break off a huge run, maybe they're 7-0 on the road. Who knows? So, I, I, yeah, I think that that's really impressive. Three Trinker, do you agree that Matt Jones is number one? Yeah, no, I mean, he, he has made some difficult throws. And, like, for the – for like the circumstances that he's given, I mean, no one thought he was going to be this good. I mean, nine and seven, elevating this team. Obviously, there's games where he's he hasn't really shown that he's he is like that great. Like the game where he threw only three passes, but I mean, definitely it's going to take time. I mean, right now he's probably the number one QB in the draft, but if you take give it a couple years, I think Fields, T. Lock, definitely way way better, or definitely way better. All right, so now at number two, uh, Trigger, I'll kick it back to you. What do you, who do you have at number two for rookie quarterbacks? Yeah, so this might be a shocker, but I'm choosing, I'm choosing Davis Mills. I think for the circumstances that he's been given, he's outperformed, outshined a lot of these rookie QBs, and elevated his team's performance with him being in the game. I mean, sure, he's probably not going to be the long-term QB uh, in Houston, but. For the time being, he's he's shown that he's a capable starter, and who knows, maybe another team in the league might be looking to get him once once he's done with his rookie deal. Andrew, what do you have at two? Do you have Mills also? No way, Jose. I don't have Davis Mills. Too uh, for me, too small of a sample size. But uh, I'll talk about him later on. 
uh, I got my boy Trevor Lawrence. I top prospect. I actually I've seen him play twice now in person, so I actually could see the entire game and watch him play. I think we can all agree Trevor Lawrence has the worst situation in the NFL for a quarterback on and off the field. Um, he's really shown a lot of flashes. He hasn't always put it together in games. I think a lot of people look at the stats, and I think people that really know football and don't really just focus on the numbers for fantasy football purposes know that he's better than the numbers that he's putting up. Because a lot of times people look at the touchdown passes. Well, when you get down to the one-yard line, other quarterbacks may throw or inside the five they may throw. James Robinson's getting the ball down there at the end of the field. So he's not going to put up that many passing touchdowns. I think he runs the ball pretty good. He's fairly accurate, and he really cut the turnovers down. I mean, what was he? He had eight turnovers maybe in the first three games, maybe nine. Something like and that, I, yeah. And I think since – I believe it's since week six maybe, week five, he has less turnovers than Mac Jones. So, I mean, I think he deserves to be at number two because everybody knows he's going to be great one day. So. Uh, yeah, I agree. Right. I agree that I, I really like Trevor Lawrence. I think he's underrated. I was talking about it on the last podcast, but I had to agree with Shrieker. I have Davis Mills at two also. Now, it could just be a few games, and this opinion can definitely switch again. Like Andrew said, we don't have really that high of a sample size for Davis Mills, but Davis Mills has had two games this year where he's had over 130 passer rating which is very weird to even think about, but it's true, against the Chargers last week and against the Patriots a couple of weeks ago. Davis Mills, or a couple of months ago, Davis Mills has had one of the more surprising, like, solid seasons. He's had a bunch of games where he's passed for over 300 yards. And, you know, his, his again, his stats aren't absolutely insane. He does have nine interceptions on the year. And again, in a limited sample size, but it's not like Davis Mills is, has a lot more to work with than Trevor Lawrence does. You know, he has a much better left tackle. He has, I don't, I probably wouldn't even say he has a better running game. He, he probably is a better coach in David Culley, but let's not say that David Culley is anything special. And he also doesn't really have any weapons and he's getting it done. He's, you know, they're, they're, they're putting up wins and they're with, uh, again, arguably a worse football team than Jacksonville. And, you know they're they're doing the they're doing their thing. They're he's doing a lot better than expected. Also, why I have him higher than Trevor Lawrence is because with Trevor Lawrence, there's kind of a certain expectation as to like you know you're drafted number one overall. You're supposed to you know give give them a couple more wins maybe than they already have, or at least you know look. He hasn't had a signature game yet, Trevor Lawrence, and I feel like Davis Mills has had a few, and he wasn't really supposed to. So good for him. Uh, I'll just do my career. Uh, so at, at three, I actually have Trevor Lawrence, like Andrew was saying. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of throws that Trevor Lawrence like makes, and his team just doesn't catch it. I mean, he had to deal with a fucking idiot as his coach and Urban Meyer for a really long time, which I'm sure Andrew you can attest to that. There's not really much that he could do. It's just that Davis Mills, I feel like, is working a little better with what he has, and Trevor Lawrence really isn't really like taking huge advantage of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, for yeah. me, I have... Uh, oh, wait, no, you can go. Yeah, All right, sure. All right. Uh, before I go to my number three, I did want to say one more thing about Trevor, is that the wide receivers are so bad. So bad. You went but into the season... You went into the season with... And everyone said this could be a good group with DJ Chark, who's out for the year, out for a long time. Marvin Jones hasn't lived up to the hype at all. Drops the ball constantly, especially on big chunk plays. And then LaVisca Chanel, who everyone has had as a possible breakout candidate this year. And now LaVisca has been out here and there also. So the last few weeks, the number one receiver for the Jags has been Laquan Treadwell. Like, yeah. are you are you fucking kidding me? There's not a lot. There's not a lot that anyone could do with that. Lake Oh, I mean, you had a uh, Jamal Agnew spark out here for a couple you got games. Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin. Jamal Agnew was there. He was doing good. What happened to Jamal Agnew? Whoop! Out for the year. I mean, even the tight ends. You went into Dan Arnold became good for a little while. Out for the year. I mean, James Robinson out for the rest of the year now. I mean, the, the past game, your most of the game, he played with Dare Agunbowale as his running back. How are you supposed to win 
when I saw, I was at the Jets game, the Jets-Jags game. How are you supposed to win when you go out on the field and you have one of the weakest O-lines in the NFL? Dari Agumbawale lined up behind you. At tight end, you have James O'Shaughnessy. On the right side, you have uh, Laquan Treadwell. And then on the other side, you have Tavon Austin and whoever the other guy was. <laughs> you know, so um, but enough about him. I, I could talk about him all day. Davis Mills is my number three. I mean, it was it was closer. Like, I know you guys had him at two. I put him just behind at three, mostly because for two reasons. I think it's he's been – he's had some good games, but he's been overall average in a small sample size compared to the other quarterbacks. And I think the biggest thing is that there's so much less pressure on him to do well than some of the other quarterbacks. Like yeah, Lawrence and, and, and Zach Wilson as the number two pick and Fields – who Chicago traded up to get, and or he has two other quarterbacks in the quarterback room. I mean, the, everyone, even like the the analysts are saying, oh, well, just go out there and play. If you get the job, you get the job. If you don't, you don't. If you lose, nobody cares. So, like, there's absolutely no pressure on this kid. I feel like it's so much easier to go out there and play and just be loose and get in a groove than it is to have so much pressure on you when you're the number one pick on a terrible team. So, I mean, I, I give Davis Mills credit for getting some wins for a poor team in the Texans. But I think I gave Trevor the edge because Trevor's had a lot of more obstacles to overcome. I, I would agree. Trigger, who do you have Trevor at three also or someone else? No, actually, uh, I have Justin Fields. In Fucking fact, idiot. Yeah, I had tre- not. I had Trevor Lawrence at uh, three, and then I totally forgot Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields has been in a pretty, pretty bad situation too, where his coach has been pretty garbage the whole season, where he doesn't even know if he's the starting QB until like Sunday, pretty much, and then he's put in. Uh, he's had a pretty tough schedule. I mean, I, I think he's had he's had some solid games, and uh, I just think, I just think compared to his O line, I think. He he should be he should have a fair shot of like being in the top three QBs. Um, so he can't even win the starting job, and you put him at number three. He can't get the starting job over Nick Foles and Andy Dalton, and you put him at three. You're telling I me don't, he's I don't like either. I hate Justin Fields. So at least so far, I don't. Does he have a win middle... as a starter? Does he, does he have a win as a starter? Uh... Does he have a win as a starter? I think maybe one at most two, and he has a pretty solid defense. And David Montgomery, who's awesome. I mean, how many does Trevor have? Two, two total wins this season. Two, and he has Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. Allen Robinson has pretty much been a ghost or a former shell of his former self. Yeah, but I don't, I don't put that on him though. I don't put that on Allen Robinson. Fields. Fact that Fields has Allen Robinson season. Think solely on Fields, just not good. Good. It could be on Nagy too, but there's no yeah. way that like you have a weapon that good, and you have Darnell Mooney, who's also like a very solid weapon, and neither of these guys are getting consistent offensive production. I think that has to fall on the quarterback. I think he's a much better runner too, or than actually than all of them. I would probably say he's a much better like you know scramble out of the pocket and maybe make things happen with his legs. But in terms of an actual passer, he's – I think he's got to be the worst. I think that team winning is also almost entirely dependent on David Montgomery when he's being healthy. And honestly – and you guys cover the tight ends too. I mean, again, two capable tight ends. And Cole Komet is a, a young tight end that's going to be pretty good someday. He's going to, at least in the, in the next couple of years, be a top 15, top 10 tight end. That, yeah, I mean, not a Fields is a quarterback. He's not. Oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a whole new. Has the whole thing, but I think Fields over Lawrence is pretty ridiculous at this point. Fields, I think, I think... has seven seven passing touchdowns, and ten picks. Yeah, do I you think... want? I mean, Lawrence has nine passing touchdowns and fourteen picks, so it's not really that big of a difference here. They both have two rushing touchdowns, and. Actually, Justin Fields narrowly has a higher passing completion rate than Trevor Lawrence, too. So, if we're looking at stats there. 
I guess. I mean, yeah, like Trevor Lawrence more, I, I just more like... yards, passing yards, but statistically, he has been narrowly like he's been there neck and neck with Trevor Lawrence. I don't. I don't think you can look at Trevor's stats and and say that's an accurate representation of him as a quarterback. Yeah, because again, like him as a player, there's a lot of drop passes, a lot of like. There's bad skill players on that team. The Bears are good skill players on that team, and they don't utilize correctly. I saw two times this season where Trevor threw the ball and two of our receivers ran into each other and couldn't catch the ball. Twice. Not once, twice. So, I don't think – and then, you know, that's an incomplete pass for him. And then people say, oh, that's just another incompletion. So, yeah, I mean, that's the scheme right there. Like, I think it's on the coach for – even putting them in that position. Yeah, but oh, sure. Urban, so Urban Meyer. So it's Urban Meyer's fault. Yeah. So I mean, he like, has the worst but then again, too. like, Matt Nagy isn't anything better than Urban Meyer. Some would say Matt Nagy is probably worse than Urban Meyer. Before no, the man. firing, I feel like he's he was getting way more heat than Urban. No. Before Urban the firing? A, nah, everyone before. felt that Urban was shit. Urban got a lap I mean, dance on a bye week. Yeah, I mean, people literally went to like, I mean, people were booing like Matt Nagy at his son's like football high school football game. So he kicked his own kicker. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's no, it. I'm while he was kicking, I'm saying before like like that whole like all the news broke. I'm pretty sure like everyone was talking telling like Matt Nagy should be fired before the deadline. I mean, I mean it's yeah. Urban Meyer forever to get a win also. Like, nobody was happy with Urban Meyer. I think maybe but people I, were quicker to jump on Matt Nagy, but the heat on Urban Meyer is way worse than Matt Nagy. I would take Matt Nagy over Urban Meyer. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I mean, they were both, like, hated. Like, I, I think – I don't think either of them were lasting past this year, at least after seeing the first couple weeks of the season. I yeah, I can oh, you go. decide where to put Fields because, like, I was considering putting him four, but honestly, Zach Wilson's looked not terrible in some of these games where, like, I've seen flashes. In the game against the Titans, I thought he played really well. That's potentially the best game that a rookie quarterback's had this season. Again, like, in terms of anyone, he looked really good in that Titans game. I haven't had that signature game from Fields where he's looked really good. And the weapons on the Jets are far worse than the one than the ones in Chicago. And Zach Wilson has missed a lot more time due to injury. So, I mean, I, I don't think either of them are all that great, especially now. But I, I couldn't really figure out where to rank it. Honestly, I, I wrote Fields over um, Zach Wilson originally in my notes. But, like, uh, it, it's really, like, they, they both suck. I, I couldn't really – I don't really know. So that's more of a 4A and a 4B? For, yeah, for me, it is. I mean, I got Zach Wilson as my clear number four. I think he's got. Wow, you guys really just no no one here a big fan of Justin Fields, really? Not yet. No. I mean, I think he I think he's a better prospect than people were giving him credit for, but it it has not worked out very well. That Vikings game, they literally like there was a lot of stuff that happened like in the rest of the game too, but like there were so many times where I felt like Fields could have taken over, he just didn't at all. Man, I think Zach Wilson, I think Wilson and Fields both have a pretty good potential and could become good, both in bad franchises right now. I mean, I saw Zach Wilson play the other day. He's a playmaker. He does make plays. He's not the most consistent quarterback. I mean, he could be a bit, like, try and be a bit flashy at times. But honestly, like, I don't know. He's like, he's making do with bad players on his team. Like if I was, like I said I was at the game the other day. First of all, that touchdown run was good, but he pulled a Kenny Pickett instead of fake sliding. He fake went out of bounds and then cut back in, so the mm. defender couldn't hit him. But um, I mean, who's mm. his current wide receivers right now? Crowder, Jameson Crowder. He's a solid. no, no. I would trust me. I would, being there, wide receiver one is Braxton Berrios. Yeah, that's he. They people thought that he got hurt in a kickoff return. And everyone was yelling and saying, oh, please don't be Berrios. Please don't be Berrios. Like, imagine people, your fans are begging that Braxton Berrios isn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's an issue. I also think they don't, they don't win that game if he doesn't have that kickoff return for a touchdown. Definitely not. But, I mean, Zach, there was multiple times he got out of the pocket and made plays. 
throwing on the run through it to an offensive lineman who made a spectacular catch. I mean, I think Zach Wilson also missed a lot of times. Remember when Mike White was the guy in New York? Yeah, uh, the fact that the fact that was like a really big is kind of concerning. Yeah, but I think I think also Robert Sala because he's got a chance to do something good there, especially with Zach Wilson. So put him above Fields. It's close for me. Uh, I don't really know. I, I got to see a little more on these last two games. So, Shrieker, you got Wilson last? Uh, yeah. And you have Trevor four? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. I mean, well, three, we'll but see. that's all right. Season's I over, can... but. I mean, I put Fields at five, obviously, but then I put I threw in there Trey Lance at six. Yeah. Don't I really know Lance if we could count him because he's, he has, hasn't played much. I mean, he did. He didn't look good at all when he played against um, Arizona that one time. I don't think he'll get the job done this week. I mean, they may. They'll good chance they beat the Texans, but it won't be because of him. It'll yeah. be because I think I think Elijah Mitchell's coming back, who's been the sixth round rookie. He's been a real you know bright spot for them. Hopefully, they get like, Debo back in the running game more. Actually, both of you yeah, are that is my boy. fans. Isaac Mitchell's a beast. He, he runs hard. Oh, yeah. When he's healthy. Yes. Right. So that, that is our rookie quarterback rankings. There's a poll on our website, which you can find in the link on our Instagram and on uh, the description of, our, of each episode. You can find the link to our website, and you can vote on the poll on that. And there's a bunch of other polls on interesting stuff for the playoffs and MVP and other look at on the website. So be sure to check that out. Now it's time to get into our weekly game of the week lock and upset. Um, game of the week is a game that I will actually be going to on Sunday. It was moved from 425 to 1 o'clock. The Baltimore Ravens and the L.A. Rams. It's going to be, uh, you know, I, I the Ravens are definitely falling off as of late. Whether Lamar is probably going to be playing, is probably going to be his return. hasn't really started. And you know, the Ravens have looked not nearly as good him. I mean, they looked up kind of humbly, but they, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson coming back is obviously going to be a huge help in that home crowd. They're fighting for a playoff spot. They got the the Steelers in the last week at home so for them also. And they got a, you know, if they playoffs. If Lamar comes back, they beat this Rams team. But Cooper Cup against this secondary is going to be something that is going to be scary for Baltimore because Baltimore let. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd run wild. Imagine what the best receiver in the league is going to do. At least the best receiver in the league this year is going to do against that secondary. But, you know, Matt Stafford going on the road in this hostile environment. This Ravens crowd is going to be big. They're going to be loud. They're very, you know, they really want this um, They really want this playoff appearance because they feel like they deserve it after all the injuries that they've had. And they still are 8-7. and seven. I, I, just, I think it's going to be a good game. I think that I, I think we're going to see uh, – Probably a lot of fireworks. I think it's going to be a little higher scoring. Shrieker, what do you got for game of the week? Yeah, so for my game of the week, I got Cardinals uh, Cowboys. I think both of these teams, they clinched the playoff uh, berth, but they both have a lot to lose. It's really about seeding here, and they both want a high seed, uh, a high seed and Kyler's got a lot of the proof, I feel. He, he lost a lot of his recognition in the middle of the season after his injury, and a lot of people have have been putting the Cardinals off. They've said they're calling them first round uh, exits, and I mean, right now I am. I, would, I, am I was, No, I would agree with you. I would say they are first round exits as of now. But I just want to see if Kyler can still have that MVP type level caliber, even without his number one option available. And Dallas has gotten bigger. They've gotten stronger these past couple of weeks, and they've they're they're, on, they're hungry. They're hungry to beat the Cardinals. And going Chiefs at Bengals. I mean, it's two teams, two division leaders in the AFC, both coming off of ass-kicking performances against two physical AFC North teams. I mean, that really pushed the Bengals to, like, a heavy favorite to win the division. They haven't clinched yet, and the Chiefs have. Um, Chiefs are on fire. Both offenses are on fire, so I think it could be a bit of a shootout. I believe it had a really high over-under on the game, something in the low 50s. Um, it should, uh, it should just be a shootout. 
should be a shootout. And then it's a, it's a playoff preview. We'll see. I think it comes down to which defense gets more stops. It's, I would love to see the Bengals win. What is it? 51. 51. It's high. Yeah. So it should be high scoring. You never know, though. Sometimes in games like that, it ends up being like 13 to 10. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I think the Chiefs are just are really hot right now. But the Bengals being at home, the fans are going to be electric since they've been so bad for so long. You now they're going to be, uh, they're going to probably win the division. So it should be a great game, game of the week. I think so. I'm expecting fireworks from that too because I love, I love Burrow and I love Mahomes. All right. Well, now it's time for our locks and upsets. Let's. Yes, I went 0 and 2. Freaker, you can make fun of me now. Now it's time. 9 and 17. 9 and 17. We're I don't know why the Chargers lost to the Texans. Uh so because this of my where, This is where you say your lock is the Jets over the Buccaneers. Uh-huh. So, hey Jared, I think if you go 0 and 2 again, they're just going to take you off the podcast. That's they're going to replace you. It's enough of my misery. Losing these every week, but I did something smart this week. So my locks and upsets are always wrong. So I picked games that, or at least for my lock, I picked a game that I want to be wrong in. I went with the Packers over the Vikings. Now I actually really do truly believe that this is going to happen. There is no way that this Packers team being this good loses the Vikings twice. Now the Vikings are a good football team, but I don't think that there's any way that they're good enough to beat this Packers team. The Packers had the, their revenge against us early in the year where apparently, according to all the Instagram comments, that the refs were so against the Packers. Whatever. I don't really give a shit. The, are, you know, they, they're one of the hottest teams in the league. They get, they get a day extra rest after playing the Browns on Christmas. And, you know, they're just going to be a little more motivated than Minnesota. I mean, obviously the Vikings need to get into the playoffs. They're coming off a loss against the Rams. Alexander is probably coming back for this game, and he's probably going to be guarding Justin Jefferson, which is going to – I'm not going to say it's going to take that whole thing away, but it's definitely going to help for their defense. And the fact that there's no Adam Thielen there means it may be a – maybe a – and I, I think that the Packers are going to kind of uh, destroy us. Andrew, what do you got for your lock? Yeah, but uh, no, no KJ Osborne action there coming in for Adam Thielen. I mean, he'll probably have a solid game, but if Jair plays, I don't think that there's any way that the Vikings are going to win. Okay, but I think I have the absolute lock of the week. Uh, I I put almost my if if the Eagles lose to the Washington football team, I'll put my dick in a meat grinder. Because it's so like the the Washington that was one of the worst obviously the worst beatdown of the season received from the Cowboys it wasn't just you know Cowboys offense against Washington defense but you know uh, Dallas had the pick six they had blocked punt brought in for a touchdown it's, you know special teams touchdown and defensive touchdown and it doesn't seem like a game where Washington comes out and is pissed at it that that happened it just seems like they're gonna they're gonna lay down and die. Because they're out of the playoff race, or you know, technically not, but it would take a, a miracle for that to happen. And the Eagles seem like they're determined to make the playoffs. They're in the playoff picture now. They have a wild card. Um, Jalen Hurts seems like he really wants the job. Like he seems like he's going to get it next year, especially if they make the playoffs. I think he has potential to get a lot better. But um, they, they went out last week. It was a really weird start in the first half against the Giants, being down 3 nothing for a while. And it was low square in halftime. And then they absolutely, you know, kicked the shit out of them in the second half and just yeah. came out, you know, guns blazing. So I think, you know, Eagles have been hot. Washington has not. And it's going to stay that way. So Eagles over Washington. Shreker, what do you got? Hey, as long as the as long as Washington loses, I'm happy. I I hate that team too. I do too. Everything every time that I'm playing in fantasy or I have something with them in fantasy, they always do me wrong. So yeah, move on from Taylor Heineke. They're gonna they'll take somebody in the draft. <laughs> yeah. So my lock is uh, I'm choosing Nola over the Carolina Panthers. I think 
even if Trevor Simeon like is the QB, they're they're gonna win. I just don't see the Panthers being competent. Their their QB their coach has given up on that team. Their coach has given up on that franchise. They don't know what they're doing at QB, whether it's Cam Newton or uh, Sam Darnold. And I just think that that whole franchise is a like organizational mess right now. So it's it's gonna be messy. I think Kamara runs for at least two touchdowns and goes for a hundred yards. So, I think it's going to be a bloodbath in, in Carolina. Honestly, I think it could be closer. Because, <laughs> so? um, I mean, apparently they are going with Sam Darnold, which could be a dumpster fire, but it could be something where he comes out and tries to earn his job back for next season. Because, I mean, they're not winning with Cam Newton. So, yeah, I don't, they're not sticking with Cam Newton. They, there's a good chance they draft a quarterback also. But, but do you uh, see them doing anything with, like, Marshawn Lattimore in the in the secondary there. No, whoever Lattimore is guarding is probably is probably what DJ Moore. DJ Moore is gonna have a quiet yeah. game. But uh, the Saints have been a little lackluster. Defense didn't look been, good against yeah. Miami. They're they're broken. They also they didn't have a uh, Demario. They didn't Davis. have Demario Davis. Demario and, Davis is back this week. That's yeah. a big difference right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, their O line is also really bad. Cam Jordan's probably gonna have a game. Yeah, they're yeah. often terrible. I feel like it could be one of those games where, like, New Orleans is is still in the hunt, right? Yeah, I feel like it could be one eight. of those. It could be one of those games where Carolina just knocks them out. Like that's it, and you're like, okay, bye bye Saints. Originally, I was considering that for my upset, but I'm changing it. I I, I agree that I like. I don't think that the Saints are very good right now. They're very they're very injured, but I'm not. Terribly confident in Sam Darnold. Still against a defense that's good. They're going to be a little better this week. I I agree. I can definitely see the Panthers knocking them out. And the fact that I'm changing my – to something else means that the Panthers are obviously going to win. But <laughs> I'm going uh, Monday Night Football. I think that the Steelers are going to upset the Browns. Mike Tomlin, I'm pretty sure – I said this on the last one. I'm pretty sure this is right. He's never had a losing season or he's never had an under 500 season. Andrew, I want to hear what your what's your thoughts on Mike Tomlin. Do you think he's a good coach? Because I've heard I, a lot of hate on him recently, and like it's it's mixed yeah. reviews. I think I mean I said this past like week I said maybe he might get fired. Who knows? I don't think they could fire him. He won a Super Bowl, maybe two. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing that's you can't him. you can't get fired for that. He'd have to resign or retire. Um, yeah, I mean or, I, yeah, I think like, he's a solid like, he coach. A, I don't think he has, you know, that spark anymore that some coaches do to really get the team going. I mean, he seems like there's drama within the team with some of the players that they don't really handle with, like, Big Ben being frustrated and, you know, it used to be Juju before he got hurt and Claypool just driving everybody nuts. But, um, I mean, Big Ben's a, a big problem there. So I don't – you can't really just, you know, put it on Tomlin – for them not making it. So, he's, he's average. I mean, I, I don't see him getting fired. I can see him, like, like just partying with all, the organization. I don't think so. It's not – I mean, I probably would. I wouldn't want to deal with Chase Claypool and Juju, but they're going to have to start over pretty much with a whole new quarterback. But, like, he's just one of those classic coaches where, like, he's been there for he's been there for over a decade. If you're at a place for over a decade, the only way you really get fired is if you resign. Pretty much, he's not. He's not getting fired. He his job is pretty safe. It's like Pete Carroll. Like I, I for him, I just don't. It feels weird saying Pete Carroll could get fired, but like I just you see them parting ways. I think Pete Carroll's there's a much higher chance just because he's like 75 years old, whereas Tomlin, yeah, Mike Tomlin's like 55. I just uh, feel like they just need like a different like organizational direction because like. Oh, I because like obviously it's not going to work between like him and Claypool long term. Same thing with Juju. Oh, damn. Obviously they have, they had Juju on like a one year, but like obviously no one likes Juju or he doesn't like Juju. Yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway, I mean, Cleveland D line could, uh, especially Miles Garrett, if he's playing, could could step up a lot there too. Big Ben's going to have to get the ball out quick, so maybe it's a lot of dump-offs to Najee Harris again, maybe quick over the middles to Deontay Johnson. 
Yeah. So it's it's that's gonna... pretty much all. That's pretty much all the Steelers' offense is nowadays is just dump off Sanaji and uh, quick passes to Deontay Johnson. I don't know. The Steelers usually play really good on prime time. They usually play yeah. really good at home on prime time, especially. And you know, I just feel like this is a game the Steelers are going to win. They never really have losing seasons. Again, their their quarterback is kind of a fucking idiot at the moment, but. Their defense is good. The Browns quarterback also sucks. Baker Mayfield uh, against, I'd argue, I don't know about a worse defense, but the Steelers defense ain't that much worse than Green Bay's against Green Bay. So what the hell is going to happen yeah. against Pittsburgh in a divisional matchup on the road? I, this Steelers crowd is going to be – and I, I just think they're going to win. A home game in division – Yep. I, I think I think that Pittsburgh's gonna I think Pittsburgh's gonna come out with it. Are Browns still in like the division race for the top of the division or no? The Browns are seven and eight, so yeah, they're not out of it at all. Yeah, so same thing with so the Steelers too, right? Or the Steelers have yeah, a tie. Steelers seven, seven and one. And what are the Bengals so are nine. Yeah, both of them are technically still fighting for that last spot. Yeah, so it could get could be a close one. Gonna get oh, it's also it's tough because you got you got to pass Baltimore and and if you want to go for the division you got to go for you got to beat Cincinnati too, yep. but wild card's obviously more reasonable. Uh, and Shrieker, I want I want Shrieker to go. I want to go last. Yeah. So uh, so my upset here is uh, I'm I'm choosing the Broncos. I think it's Chargers Broncos. I think they're they're analytics heavy coach. He's he's had uh, some rough rough games these past weeks, and I just think this Broncos defense is going to be really hard on Justin Herbert once again. I just think it's a divisional matchup, so obviously those games are going to be really close. They're going to be really physical, and I I think Broncos or Broncos win the physical battle. I think the Chargers have played really soft as of late. You know, I mean, side note here, honestly. Is is Drew Locke the quarterback for Denver now? Uh, yeah. Aren't they feel like the most irrelevant team? Yeah. Like I, I don't hear anything also, about Denver. They're seven and eight right now. Yeah, like they're like it's a it's an average record. It's mediocre. Like it's so like they're not doing bad enough where you talk about them, and they're not doing good enough where you talk about them. They're just there in a division with three teams that are more popular than them. I don't know. It was just that was just a thought. Just a Drew thought. Lock is expected to be the starter. Holy crap! Look how things well, turn. Bridgewater, Bridgewater had a concussion. But oh still. well, how the turntables. Uh, so my upset is the Miami Dolphins to beat the Tennessee Titans, and I know the Titans, even without Derrick Henry, have been really solid, and they had that big comeback win last week. Um, but the Dolphins need the win. Like they've been on it, they they really beat up the Saints last week, made their defense look even worse than it had in, in previous weeks. I know, you know, they were going against Ian Book, but they they got to him at they sacked him at least eight times, I believe. Um, Tua Tua's an interesting quarterback. I mean, we stopped talking about him since his rookie year. He had to come back from the injury, but he's like. I mean, people talk about Mac Jones' accuracy. Uh, Tua has a pretty good completion percentage himself. I don't know it off the top of my head, but I watch him play. I mean, he's not making a ton of deep throws, but he does. they do move the ball, and they kind of mix it up with each running back that they play every week. So, uh, I mean, now they're on Duke Johnson, who would have saw that coming over Miles Gaskin. And then, you know, they have other running backs they could put in too, but, you know, it really changes up the looks for them. And they have playmakers. Jalen Waddell is a rookie that's not talked about a lot either. He's, I mean, Jamar Chase has kind of fallen off, and Jalen Waddell really closed the gap on him. He could be the best. I think he is the best. I said it on the last show. I think when you watch them from a pure talent standpoint, I think Waddell is the best receiver in this class. I mean, they also have Mike Gesicki, who he's been is an underrated. He only has two touchdowns this year. Which is odd, but I feel like he he is a a big playmaker for them, um, especially late in games. You know, they have Devontae Parker back is another one. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have playmakers. I think they can win this game. And they, they their defense seems hungry, especially the D-line. And, you know, when they have a – what's his face back? What is his name? The safety. Sabian Howard? They have Byron Murphy, yeah. too. So. Murphy, yeah. So, you know, they're uh, – I think they can really win that. I mean, I know it's in Tennessee, but they just seem really hungry right now. And they have a, a coach that's hungry, too. I mean, the Titans may be a little – they might take them for granted a little bit. And the Titans might be really comfortable right now in the spot that they're in, knowing that they're going to make the playoffs. So I think Dolphins could go in there and shock them. So that is going to wrap it up for seventeen preview show. It is week 17, yeah. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for the week 17 preview show. We don't know James's locking up sets picks, but – We'll obviously know when he posts that on the Instagram, which you can follow at Route Runners Pod on Instagram. Also follow us on TikTok at Route Runners Podcast. Andrew, thanks for being on the show. It was a lot of fun. Before, yeah, thanks for coming on. Before yeah, thank we, you guys. Before we uh, lead you off, the playoffs start in just two weeks. I want to for current if the season ended today, what is your Super Bowl prediction? Oh, right I on didn't the know this question. Wow. I'll need, hold on. Give me a couple of seconds here. Honestly, I don't really know my answer either. I I mean, I could obviously go with an obvious answer and say, like, the Bucks. I'm not really – I mean, the Chiefs will probably make it to the Super Bowl again somehow. But I, I, I might go Green Bay. I know you hate that because you're a Vikings fan. But I Green mean, Bay at, looks really good. At this, at this point, what, what do I have over them, honestly? They have the best record in the league. Yeah, exactly. So why not? And their defense got a lot better. Jair, Jair Alexander's coming back. So why not? Yeah, I mean, if if I had to, if I had to bet right now, I'm going with the Bucks and the Chiefs again, just like last year, and I'm going to Tampa Bay. But yeah, again, thank you for coming on. It was it was a blast uh, for Week 17. And again, we're just two weeks away from the playoffs. Look out for a bunch more special guests. James should be back. For next Monday, he's coming home from vacation, I believe, in the next couple of days. So we'll be back. He'll be back on Monday. And thank you guys for listening. And uh, we hope to see you guys again soon. Later. See you. See you.